everyone, this is your host Faye and welcome back to the third episode of Metalheads Podcast. Today I have a very special guest joining me who has been talking about her experiences of growing up during the new wave of British heavy metal and she's special because without her I would not exist. That's right, it's my mum. She's really awesome. Metalhead, she's the reason I'm a metalhead. I really hope you guys enjoy share and like and comment and all that good stuff as usual follow us at metalheadspc on instagram and twitter if you don't already and yeah i hope you enjoy well welcome to my podcast mom is that it yeah i do an intro i record like an intro before like i was expecting this splendiferous like intro of it will be me going all right okay that's enough that's enough, darling. I just can't take any more praise. They'll be right, queuing sorry. up from the autograph uh, for five pounds a throw at this, at this rate. <laughs> okay. Um, welcome to my wonderful, serene, gracious. Um, keep it coming. Keep it coming. Superwoman. Um, yeah. I think you forgot beautiful. Beautiful, stunningly beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else you want me to add? Intelligent. Intelligent. With impeccable taste in music. Impeccable taste. Now, that, now we're describing me. <laughs> yeah, right. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Right, well. <laughs> this is just going to be a giggle fest. We're not going to get anything talked about. The pair of us, we're just going to giggle our way through it and it's going to make no fucking sense to anybody who's listening they're gonna go what the fuck is this that i've happened across some old bint wobbling on about the 70s <laughs> oh god almighty the six percent were right the six percent were right six percent were like now nah, we know it's gonna be just <laughs> although i suspect the six percent are having a little listen just to see if they were wrong hello six percent yeah so the six percent that voted no to my poll um yeah, yeah. twats <laughs> i don't know what they're missing <laughs> or maybe they do maybe they're the wisest people we've ever come across who knows we'll see i dare I mean... say we'll know in about an hour's time oh god <laughs> oh. Uh, come on then come on then it's been like five minutes <laughs> yeah Uh so I will start out by asking you what I ask everyone Mm. which is just to explain a little bit about how you got into metal music in the first place oh I thought you were going to start out with the flavoured condoms no that's later (laughs) (laughs) okay right you asked everybody else about flavoured condoms so I thought right okay come on then yeah, that, that's later on. Don't worry. That's later. Right. Okay. All right. I'm messing with your mojo. Okay. So ask me the question. <laughs> Are you that old? Oh, yeah. But the good thing about being over 50, right? You know yourself, you know other people, you know the trends that go up and down like a tart Snickers, and you just sit there and watch it happen. So, anyway, so yes, I am old, but that's okay. It's all good. <laughs> Why are you cringing? Why have you got your head in your hands? How long have we 
we've been going about three minutes. <laughs> oh. oh, God. Wait till I get on about cheese. Oh, God. No, I've not added that in the list for you because I know how you feel about cheese. You know what? Hang on. There's Defra and there's Daz and there's the other fella. Jimmy. I do know his name's Jimmy. I'm just finding him out because I hope he's listening. You know, I'll make them listen. Don't worry. Anyway. Yeah. So anyway, the, the fellow who doesn't like cheese and he's got a point, by the way. Seeing as cheese has got rennet in it, which is the stomach bile of a calf, which is why some cheeses smell like vomit. Oh, don't don't encourage him. No, he's got a point. If someone's got a point, you've got to give him kudos for it because he's 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 bang on the money. Not so much with the cheesy crisps, the I mean, cheese and onion and cheesy puffs all over them, but your actual rubbery nasty cheese, especially with added mould. Mmm, bile and mould. Mmm. Yum. He's I'll have it... bile and mould on toast, please. Yum. Okay. He's taking it. He doesn't even eat pizza. Imagine life without pizza. Well, I have to go into full-blown denial to eat a pizza or anything. I just can't allow. When my mind goes off into, oh, God, this has got a stomach bile in it, I have to just stop myself <laughs> and just say, no, stop. Do not think about any of it. Just eat it and enjoy it for what it is. Mold. Anyway, we've gone off on a tangent already. <laughs> what I'm saying, animals, kids and parents, you can't work with them. <laughs> oh, my God. Right. Behave yourself, Bum. Come on. Pull yourself together. Right. Are you ready? I'm, I'm, I'm together. Right. <laughs> It's you that's being wholeheartedly unprofessional. <laughs> it's my own podcast. I do what I want. Good. Excellent. That's the correct <laughs> answer. Again, I will ask you what I ask everyone. <laughs> I'll listen this time. Yeah, carry on. That does help. What got you into metal music in the first what place? What got me into metal music? Yeah. Um, okay, can I just say at this point... All right, I will answer the question. It's logged in my brain, but I'm just going off a small tangentette. All right. Um, I'm a Rush fan. I'm a Rush fan through to my very core. If you cut me in half, I'd have Rush written through the middle of me. Okay. My mind, heart and soul is wholeheartedly Rush without question. Okay. But for the purposes of your question, I will scroll back through the mists of time. And what got me into listening to that type of music as opposed to the Bee Gees and ABBA and all the other crud that was going about? Well, it wasn't crud. It's all right in its time. But um, I heard Axe Attack, the album. Mm -hmm. So we're doing a school play and some boy was there with his tape player while we were waiting backstage or I don't know having makeup done or whatever the fuck we were doing and he was playing this and I was thinking what's that and he said uh, oh it's Axe Attack and I'm like what and uh, yeah anyway I heard a bit of it I heard enough of it to pique my interest you won't like it you're a girl which I thought <laughs> just yeah and I said to him right I'll, 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 can I borrow that 
for the weekend and he's like uh go give it back and I'm like yeah yeah I'll give it back so anyway, I spent the whole weekend listening to Axe Attack which would have been probably my second year of high school which would have been about 1980 and it, it was a, just a mixtape of um oh like um Rainbow, Judas Priest, Scorpions, ACDC, um, Girls' School, um, UFO, White Snake, you know, all of those sort of uh, Iron Maiden when Paul Diano was in it. And, uh, um, and then Bringing Out the Rear, oh my God, Bomber by Motorhead. Mm-hmm. And I just heard Bomber by Motorhead and thought, Oh, yes. Now, hang on a minute. So it was different from when I first heard Rush. When I first heard Rush, it was like a religious, spiritual experience and like a light just just illuminated every part of me. With with listening to, to, to Motorhead, it was different. It was like, you know how dogs sort of sleep kind of flat? Mm. And then if they hear a noise, they kind of open an eye and their ear cocks up and it's like, what, what's that? They can't be asked to move, but just some, just, you know, register an interest. Yeah, there was a dark part of my, there was a dark creature in me that just thought, hang on a minute, this is speaking my language, and what is this? Mm. And and so after listening to Axe Attack, which gave me a lot to, to listen to, in terms of I've gone from nothing to all of this, all of these different bands, and I just thought, oh, hello, this is this, <laughs> this is this is something that I need to follow up on. And uh, so yeah, that that was that was the first time that I because I gave that tape back very reluctantly because um, I didn't have a tape player, I didn't have a record player, I just had the radio, and the radio was just you know, I mean, the heaviest thing you got on radio in the seventies was probably Queen. Mm or status quo at a push or ram jam you know black betty <laughs> but even even then when you heard something like that I, I mean i'd heard of like deep purple i'd heard of black sabbath and i'd heard of uh led zeppelin and those types of bands and yes not that they were um but i never heard them on the sort of radio that i was listening to when i was less than 10 years old so to suddenly get handed this tape and suddenly listening to the likes of all of those bands I just mentioned, it was like, <laughs> wow, what is this treasure trove that I've just happened upon? And from there, I just had to, and bear in mind, okay, we had no internet, we had no phones. I didn't know anybody else who liked rock music um, or metal music as it was developing, developing into back in the late 70s. Um, yeah, I was on my own trying to research. I mean, I was the only girl in the school that liked it. And that was the whole way through my whole um, high school years. So I was literally on my own trying to find out info and, you know, just trying to build upon this, this platform of, uh, and then my first album I got, I think must be birthday or Christmas that same year was um, No Sleep Joe Hammersmith. Um, might be a bit fuzzy on my dates, but around that time, that was the first album I got. It was um, it was no, no Sleep to Hammersmith, and then the door was well and truly opened, and I was like, oh. Because the same year, Exit Stage Left by Rush, which is a live Rush album, was also out, 
And so I had two live albums and I was thinking, oh my God, there's not only this music, why has nobody told me about this before? Because it's speaking directly to me. It's also played live and you just hear that, that, um, well, everybody who's ever been to a live concert, it's like a spiritual experience of everybody is feeling the same energy and the same love and it's just channeled and you can just it's almost like you could surf on it yeah you know and it's just and I just heard that on those two live albums and thought all right okay I need to I need to get more of this music I need to know where it's coming from I need to hear like all the different bands I need to know all of everything about everything and I just became obsessed does that answer your question it does <clears throat> probably more than you needed right thanks mum bye <laughs> yeah we're done now bye <laughs> yeah, yeah thanks for that that was really boring bye <sighs> what was the first like metal album you ever owned depends what we're defining as metal well because you have to remember also sorry to keep doing this but the evolution of music from 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 okay so my school years were 79 to 84 and just in those five years there was an enormous difference in what I started off in 79 before the new wave would have been rock hmm. everybody if you liked rock then that's where there was prog rock and there was punk rock but we never even added rock onto prog or punk it was just rock if you liked rock you liked those those what are now termed classic bands um so you know if in our day that you then went through that um kind of classic rock and that was at its peak you know saxon motorhead tigers of pantang the whole gamut of 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 new wave um and then around i don't know 83 84 you started to get your you, you started to get the branching off yeah and that's when you started to get what I would uh, we, we called it thrash metal what I would call as metal mm -hmm. yeah so the first thing I heard was Metallica ride the lightning actually it was fight fire with fire and I just lost my shit because it was just like it was so angry and it was just so doing what I needed to do mm. and it was such a relief to have music that wasn't like bluebirds and rainbows and I mean I don't mind a rainbow don't get me wrong I mean rainbow Ronnie James Dio with all his fantasy stuff and Rush's early stuff is fantasy I don't I, I don't mind any of that that's 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 speaking my language as well but this spoke to my anger this spoke to my this spoke to my part that hates fucking musicals and yet we were living in a musicals world mm. where let's just forget about anything that's dark anything that's gloomy you know stiff up a lip and keep a smile painted on no you know and 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 for those bedroom dwellers that were just sitting there thinking I fucking hate the world and I've got no place in it mm. along comes Metallica yeah <laughs> so yeah so there was a little um I, I I got 
I read a review in the local paper of some band that was on um, locally. Um, and fortunately, all the big bands came to us locally and it was great. I mean, I've seen so many bands live. I've been so fortunate to see a lot of the classic rock bands. Um, and there was a review in there, but, and the chap who did the review was um, that did a, a two-hour radio show on the local radio on a Wednesday night called the Headbangers Ball. I thought, oh, that sounds interesting in my quest for more of this excellent stuff that was talking to me. So, yeah, I just um, tuned into that, and I was like, oh, my God, and he played the Rods, and he played Metallica, and, yeah, I mean, it took me on a journey. It's how I met your dad. So mm-hmm. you wouldn't be here without the Headbangers Ball. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm very grateful. So, uh, so yeah, um, so yeah, so in terms of metal, as in what we back in the day would have called thrash metal, definitely um, Metallica, um, closely followed by things like you know all that Bay Area stuff like uh, Exodus and um, oh Death Angel, loved a bit of Death Angel. Mm-hmm. um what else we got like ex yeah exodus testament anthrax and slayer and all of those um mega death obviously later um yeah so those sort of so one um you just interviewed the fact possessed yeah. you know all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. um yeah sort of 84 ish three yeah. and four and um yeah that was that was actually doing I, I think listen when I was listening to your podcast on um catharsis yeah. and you said or I think it was Jimmy probably said something about it the music that does the music does what you're feeling for yeah. you yeah. so you don't have to go out and sort of you know sort of bludgeon everybody yeah <laughs> even though you're feeling like it you know, you could just whack a record on and you just sit there banging your head and you're getting neck ache and just thinking, yes, this is the energy that I've always needed. I've always needed this, this, this something. It's almost like I've been waiting, sitting and looking at my watch going, and here it is. Yeah. Thank fuck for that. You know, <laughs> it's arrived. Yeah. And um, yeah, so... Um, yeah, so that's probably, I mean, uh, Venom, if you're talking about, like, I mean, that that was, Venom were out very early, like Celtic Frost and Bathory, them sort of, like, really original sort of stuff. And I can remember, so we were allowed to take uh, music into school because our music teacher didn't really teach us music. He just said, bring your music, in, you bring your different styles of music into play and we'll talk about that. And it was like... And of course, the rebel in me was like, oh, right, okay, in amongst your wham and your Duran Duran and your, and your, all of that new romantic stuff, which just left me cold. I thought, right, okay, well, first of all, I bought in Run to the Hills by um, Iron Maiden, which I consider to be quite lightweight, really, mm-hmm. um, sort of gallopy music, you know, as it is. And um, yeah, and then I thought, all oh, right. Then I'm gonna take black, I'm gonna take out is it is a black black metal by Venom. Yeah. And I took that in. And he took one look at the cover and said he didn't think it was appropriate. <laughs> and so I just thought, okay, all right. 
in here in their big garden really mm. you know and I just thought oh, so you're not going to listen to it then so I've got to sit and listen to their shit but you're not going to put this on but I did I mean to be honest now I'm 54 I did do it it was teenage rebel kind of I knew he wouldn't mm. but I just wanted to get a reaction like you do when you're a teenager so the, like I say you had your mainstream rock and then it started branching off into different genres and subgenres, and yeah to the point where probably by the time I had you in 92 I'd kind of lost track of all of the different split offs and it's I even mean, worse today yeah like well, there's sub, everything sub, is sub, today sub 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 genres it's insane <laughs> you know I, I mean usually if I listen to anything I can find at least one band that I or one music that I just think okay no I get that I, I like yeah I you know I I get it I get why they've taken this branch off yeah. Um, I get it, but a lot of it is just doing it for the sake of doing it. Like when we got to the 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 thrash metal branch, the kind of opposite branch was your fluffy kind of poodle perm rock, your, your Bon Jovi's and your Europe's and your, you know, that kind of fluffy, talentless bollocks. <laughs> motley crew that sort of thing yeah i mean might, but having said that you know there might be the odd motley crew song there might be the odd europe song there might be the odd i'm trying to think of those bands your dad liked um poison and nelson but yeah um so yeah i mean that's that's how i uh that's how i uh evolved into listening to uh you know in a parallel process obviously with rush which was a which was a mega sort of steep mm. curve because i just binged it all and kept re-binging it and here i am at 54 and it's still <laughs> i'm still binging it mm. so um but yeah um yeah but f- fight fire with fire from ride the lightning was revelatory mm-hmm. yeah, to okay. an angry spitting ball of fire like I was in my teenage years yeah I can imagine but what was it like firstly being a a sort of metalhead back then when it was kind of coming out and also being a girl a girl oh my god you're a girl girl in a month so well um I didn't really give it much thought I was in such tunnel vision of oh my god I found my thing I need to find out more about it and like I said there's no internet or anything like that I mean I discovered Kerrang magazine probably uh, maybe a year or so into my trying to find out more about it but I was so tunnel vision about okay I need I need this is it this this was this wasn't a oh yeah that's quite nice to put on in the background no this is I need to find out more I need to know who the people are I need to do the guitarists are I need to know who the bassists are and the drummers and what's their inspiration for the lyrics and the artwork and I just you know just really obsessive and um but um I think and I don't think enough credit's given to girls school I really don't historically you know we bang on about Motorhead and Saxon and Tiger's Pantang and Angel Witch and all of it I mean I could probably without even thinking about it name about 40 groups from that time one of which was girls school and they were groundbreaking in that they were just they had such a fuck you attitude and they looked so cool 
you know the aesthetic and like Lindsay you were talking the other day to Lindsay and she was talking about aesthetic more of a kind of a dark like a gothic more of aesthetic but girls school just looked like female hell's angels and I just thought yes Mm. yes 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 and they took no shit and they just slotted right in like okay well what the blokes can do we can do and if you're going to tell us otherwise we'll just tell you to fuck off and you know or fuck off and die as it was then um yeah and so I I never really ever you know this is a new thing kind of looking at things through with labels like looking through its sexist eyes or looking through you know um all of this that and the other and you're you know apply you know it's a very gen z thing isn't it to apply modern standards and looking through modern eyes and then looking at back in, in time but you can't apply the modern standards to the context of the time mm. it just was what it was I mean all of the metal songs or not all of them but a lot of them were just shagging and you know your bird and what a body looked like and getting pissed and yeah. just it is what it is you know and uh I mean you just got to listen to White Snake and you you know yeah but we never saw it as subject sexual objectification or sexism or anything like that it just we I just happen to like music that most blokes like well that's okay I mean try being a female Rush fan it's still a joke to this day that there's about 47 of us globally (laughs) you know so um that's fine I always got on better with blokes than I did women anyway so that that was absolutely fine for me I mean at school like I said I was the only they used to call us Grebos and greasers and that and it's just water for ducks back really because you know that you've got such good music in your life that you just kind of there's almost a looking down your nose at these poor souls that haven't discovered it and would never get it yeah. you know it's like okay oh you're you with your with your choose life Frankie goes to Hollywood shirt on is having a go at me mm. yeah carry on love <laughs> <laughs> oh I know it like it's like modern day that like I get so much I get so much shit for being a female and it's like oh, oh, really? or, they, or you get spoken down to like oh well done you like metal like it's that kind oh, of attitude like oh pat on the head aren't oh, you well good done. oh yeah. a woman who's actually seeing the light oh well exactly done. and and that is just so patronizing and I just wondered if it was like that like for you when you were younger but like no, it sounds it so much really... and nicer well, life was simpler and nicer. I mean, it's not mm. a very trendy thing to say, but it was, yeah. you know. Um, we didn't have those sort of labels and, um, you know, you're not breathing if you haven't got a label nowadays. Yeah, Do you know true. what I mean? It's, it's, it, it's bollocks. You just liked rock music. You like to just, you just got it. You either get it or you don't get it. When Metallica et al. came along, it, it was just a raw, dark, beauty and um reality that spoke to some people and other people just didn't get it well more fool them and I pity them you know because um they're missing out on something that's um life-changing and it's really difficult it's really difficult to convey a new um form of music to somebody of and I hope I'm not patronizing you but to somebody of your age Hmm. it 
it's really you know so if, say for instance you suddenly had a bang on the head and you wanted to be into a country and western for instance yeah then you would know what you generally speaking you'd know what you were getting okay yeah. and you had so when with you with your new wave of british heavy metal you, it was just an extension of black sabbath deep purple that what we used to the, the term heavy metal wasn't there um it was just heavy music mm. you know there were some changes and it got faster and, and you know with lemmy playing his guitar his bass like a guitar it just mm. it sped up and it and it and it got heavier and the lyrics the type of lyrics changed and everything and so that was one thing and and that was absolutely awesome but then it was a change again when like I say the, the the Bay Area thrash came along and you hadn't heard anything like it before hmm. the, you just hadn't it's like if a Martian landed and played us out his version of music hmm. and you'd be standing there going what the fuck is this yeah I've never heard it before but somehow it's speaking my language mm -hmm. it's 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 it is that type of what the fuck is this you know it's it, it was it was it was a crazy thing and it's really hard to convey how different and how new and how um well yeah kind of earth shattering really it was just so new it was so different and it was um yeah it, it, it had an energy all of its own because I can't imagine like because <clears throat> of technology and just like all these sort of subgenres, I can't imagine a totally new type of music being created now well it's funny I was thinking about that the other day you know when's it gonna run out when is it gonna because with the remakes of movies and films when is it gonna you know, when, when, when there seems no original thought or a very la a lack of original thought nowadays. And if every generation needs their new music, just because that's just a human, that's just uh, from a psychological point of view, people don't want really to be, um, you know, the same music as their parents, generally speaking. I know you did, and I know Jimmy said that he did when I was listening to the podcast. He was influenced by his parents' music. But, people, but generations tend to need their own place to hang their hat that, that almost rebels against what the parents think and the, uh, and the rest of it. Mm. And if you're taking it to these uh, genres and subgenres that you're talking about in terms of extremes, you know, there has to, I would imagine, there has to be an end point somewhere. Yeah. <clears throat> it's, you know, there must be a limit at some point I don't know maybe that's the question for you you're into your extremes is do you think that we are nearing the extreme of the extreme <clears throat> oh I mean some bands I would say yes some bands just like they do it just for doing it like you mentioned earlier they just sort of it's not even music it's just like noise and they're just doing it just to try and push themselves to see how how low can I growl, how fast can I play these drums. So there are a few bands that I'm just like, just why? Why is this mm -hmm. happening? But mm -hmm. I think 
there's a good future for death metal i mean that's what i'm mostly into as you know um mm. i think that it's got a promising future but i can't wait to you know when when you know when your grandchildren grow up see what kind of music's going on then you know whether it's just the same recycled shit from my childhood or whether they've found some completely new thing that's really quite interesting be interesting they'll be rush fans if they if they want to be in the will <laughs> i'll tell them that <laughs> your grandmother says <laughs> pin back your lugs son and listen to this and if you don't absorb every note of it you're out of the will <laughs> i mean they're pretty <clears throat> they're pretty well educated so far they hear a lot of the stuff i have to listen to for like interviews and stuff so you know they have well, a little yeah you had a good education as well from that point of view well, yeah, I, I can remember, you know, have you watched the film The Dam Busters? No, I have not. Okay, with the bouncing bombs. Okay, so they, they kind of, they, they flew the Lancasters so low and they, and they had the, the beams of light and they, the, where the beams of light crossed was when they released the bouncing bomb to destroy the, the dams in Germany. Mm. And, um, and, and you, I can remember my friend first coming around to visit you when you were born. So it must have been, I don't know, maybe four or five Oh no, because you went. I was in hospital for a week, so say about two weeks after you were born, and she came round, and I had you in the cross beams of the speakers, as it were. If you mm. imagine the sound coming out, and I'd put you in your little carry cot, right, <laughs> right where those, right where those met. I can't remember. I, I know it wasn't Rush, but I had some metal on of some description, and you were right there. And she came in. She was horrified. She was horrified. She goes, "What are you doing to that child?" And I'm like, educating her. <laughs> not it's never too early <laughs> I'm the same. Uh, but then um, I can remember it does does it just makes me laugh when your death metal mum I can remember driving you around and having Metallica on and this little voice from the back going why does all your music have death in it <laughs> <laughs> yes I, I remember I did have a, a phase as a teenager right I think it was mostly because you know you go through that phase where you're trying to fit in with people of course of course I mean I guess it's quite natural but I remember it and I'm thinking oh well I better listen to this stuff that's like current and popular I like some of it but not I just, I did it mostly to try and fit in and then I got to a certain point and because I've heard your music like whenever you were driving in the car you'd play like Metallica or something and then I just remember getting to a point thinking Oh, I'm not even going to fight it anymore. I actually quite enjoy this. Exactly. Exactly. People at school listen to. Yeah. And I can remember having Slipknot on when um, in the background, I think must have been cooking dinner or something when you had one of your friends round. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it must have been, I think, I think it must have been spit it out and you were like, Mum. <laughs> as you'd say cringe you're so embarrassing and I'm like oh my god <laughs> you know either either absorb it or go and play somewhere else yeah I'll be the same I mean that's my favorite tip not fun yeah oh duality is pretty pretty fun that is, yeah that's a good one but but yeah I mean I did reach a point where I was like you know I'm not gonna fight it anymore I like this music yeah. And I just uh, resistance just is futile, my exactly. Love. <laughs> that is just the way I am, and fuck the lot of you and your Yay. stupid popular shit. <laughs> Absolutely right. I mean, you know, you can't be brainwashed, you can't be bullied. So just just find your own path and carry on down it. Exactly. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. 
so now we've reached the point where I'm going to play that game with you. Condoms! The condom game, yeah, I'm going to call it that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you've asked everybody. I mean, what am I, number three? So, I mean, you've started the ball rolling now, so. (sighs) Well, it's number, yeah, that'll be last on my list. I have to build up to that. I have to build up the courage (laughs) to ask my mother her opinion on that. (laughs) oh we have had worse conversations than that oh don't I am aware of that oh Oh, yes we have I'm actually cringing let's embarrass the teenager while queuing up at the post office for stamps but yeah just for context what was I 15 16 um yeah 14 15 16 Peak embarrassment, cringe level. I was 15, yeah. (laughs) But yeah, and we were in the post office queuing up for stamps. And did you ask me if I'd lost my virginity or how did you even get onto that topic? Like, I didn't mention it. No, but I can remember the woman behind us wetting herself laughing. She was having a great fucking time. Cringing, like, oh my God, this is just like, beam me up, Scotty. I think you mentioned something like, like, you were just talking about virginity and then you looked at me and you're like have you lost yours and I was like I just wanted the world just to explode and kill me that's all I remember and that woman behind us like you said she was wetting herself having a fantastic time and I just wanted to die <laughs> she dined out on that conversation for for years after that and and I mean and that's just the kind of parent you are <laughs> Well, that's okay you know you have to be open about these things agreed but not in public Oh, piss off. It's all a bit of fun. What's the matter with you? You'll be doing it to yours as well. I bet you a pound of pictures shit you will. I will not because I know exactly how it feels. Oh, get on with you. We'll see. If you don't, I will. I was going to say, they're going to come home from yours and be like, Mum, she asked me. Oh, God. <laughs> About next listen time, to just... the Rush album or I embarrass you your choice son I'll be like next time just ignore her she's a crazy old lady <laughs> oh yeah because I do ignore being ignored so well <laughs> <laughs> right so like I said I need to warm up to that one so we'll all right start. darling all yeah. right you hit me with your questions come on I'm ready come on let's do this right I've picked them I've tailored uh, hang them on a minute hang on a minute hang on a minute you know me like inside and out so you'll have picked humdingers that you know I'm going to react to I know it you're going to do me right over I have maybe chosen some things that I know makes you rant and rave oh lord above okay that will be religion for the first one then (laughs) number two is Christianity oh fucking okay all right okay so Gen Z's number one then, is it? No, social media is number one. Gift oh, or curse? Okay. Gift or curse? Um, oh, how about uh, a curse? No, that's <laughs> not in the rules. <laughs> I make my own rules. Do I know you, know you do, but me? piss off just for once. Behave <laughs> yourself. My love, my love, right. Okay, in <laughs> case you hadn't reached this... Uh, conclusion rules are there to be broken I am aware of this I have lived with you and experienced it firsthand 
that right pick now, the... behave yourself and pick one. <laughs> behave myself. Okay. All right. I'll try. Social media. Yeah. Um. Oh God. I don't know. It's what it, it, I'd say more curse than gift. Mm-hmm. Um. Because it's turned, like I say, the generation Gen Z or maybe society as a whole into people who have to be seen to be doing things and getting pictures of things. You know, you're not somebody if you haven't got a picture of you doing something. And I think it puts an enormous amount of pressure on people to look a certain way, be a certain way, be seen to be doing what is considered to be the right thing. All of that stuff. it's 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 to somebody in my generation who generally speaking I mean you wouldn't know it from me chatting on here but it's the silent majority and you just look at these people or you hear of these people and you just think fucking hell Mm. what are you what what are you doing it's all bollocks and so for that from that point of view I would say it's a curse from the only good point I can see is like for you like you said in the podcast um about I mean last year was the the pits for you and you know you've found um a way of you know expressing yourself and being yourself and finding people like-minded people so that's got to be a gift yeah but so I think it's really difficult to to I think generally speaking from my generation I'd see it as a curse but if it's used correctly and you find your tribe, yeah. I mean, that's got to be a gift. Does that answer your question, darling? So I'm guessing you're erring on the side of curse. Erring on the side of curse would be correct. Right. So number two, as you know, as I have said, mm. relig- religion, I'll, I'll, I'm not just going to pick on the Christians. All right. Religion as a general concept, gift or curse? Um, well... Now, it's curious and interesting to me that you put it at number two. <laughs> if you get me drift. I do. Okay. <clears throat> All right. As then, ever, you're very subtle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, right, well, we'll say cursed for that one then, shall well, we? Well, I think cursed just because it's the root of, I mean, it's, you know, if, if religion doesn't exist, let's count the number of wars that wouldn't have happened. The number of deaths that would not have occurred, yeah. the number of arguments, the number of uh, bombs, the n- number of just h- horrific, um, just humanity's worst crimes against themselves are usually uh, got religion as a, an excuse somewhere along the line. Yeah, but for me, it's like, I have no problem. I think there's a difference between like faith and religion. If people have a faith and they just need something to like get them through the day, a God or whatever, just to help them through their hard times or just, you know, whatever they need, that's fine. Yeah. Totally cool. Um, But the whole concept of religion and organized religion and praying and um, brainwashing, brainwashing, cults, all that kind of, I just, nah, curse. If I was going to answer, it's an absolute scourge. And uh, you're right, you know, if somebody has a spiritual, um, you know, connection to nature or uh, maybe is a pagan or, 
you know, is just quietly going about their own business. They could be a Christian that you wouldn't know they were Christian because they yeah. don't like, they're not Bible bashers and they don't bang on about it and try and tell you that you should mm. be. Absolutely, you know, do your thing, you know, do yeah. do you. Absolutely no problem with that at all. You know, I hope hope you find everything you're looking for. It's the ones that, that use it as an excuse to then go on to do something um, horrific uh, with the excuse of, oh, well, I'm doing it because of this or mm. because of that. That'll be a big, fat curse. Number three. Go on. Cyclists. Oh. Okay, now you're trying to get me in trouble. I'll get cancelled. Your podcast will get removed. Do you know what? I don't care. <laughs> Shortest podcast series ever. Yeah, three episodes and it was too extreme. <laughs> uh, okay, so I was on dual carriageway yesterday, just minding my own business, and there's a cyclist, a and they're always white, they're always middle-aged, uh, they're always male and they've always got fucking Lycra on. And he's cycling on the dual carriageway when there is a cycle path next to him. A metre to his left, there's a fucking cycle path. And he's on the dual carriageway causing mayhem. Okay, need I say more? <laughs> Oh, it's just now the internet can hear what I've had to grow up with every time well, we drove past. <laughs> and they always go like double, double breasted kind of like thing, you know? And you're just like, fuck off. What are you doing? It's a tiny little fucking country road and you're just cycling along with all no care in the fucking world. Meanwhile, there's like 30 fucking vehicles behind you. You know, let's hope none of them have got a baby, like a woman that about to have a baby on board, because you'd be fucked. Okay, there's no vehicle tax or anything like that. I've paid fucking tax to be on that road. And these tossers just, I know it's not road tax, I know it's vehicle tax, but it, you, you know, it, it, they just have a certain, a bit like Christians, and I'm talking about all, your organised Christians, your happy clappy lot, who, or your the ones that knock on your front door they just have this aura around them of look at me I'm saintly and good because I'm saving the the planet well yeah no you're not you're just fucking adding to the jail total because the people just want to fucking put an axe in your head or something <laughs> anyway that will be cursed I'm not liking the fact that you <laughs> <laughs> you picked my most sensitive subjects. Can you ask me about house, house plants? <laughs> no, because you kill them. You're unable to keep a house plant alive. Oh, now then, you can't kill a plastic one, matey. All right then, number four, house plants. Uh, the okay. All right, I just hand them to the husband who has a green has green fingers. Excellent. And if I'm in charge of them. Uh, plastico is the way to go. Gift or curse? Oh, I mean, anything green and naturally growing is an absolute gift. Mother Nature is... Yeah, so they're a gift, but when in your hands, they perish. They're still a gift. It's just that I, I turn them into a curse. Whether <laughs> it's just me handling them, I don't know. 
You are the curse upon the plant. Yeah, exactly. I'm the curse. The house plant remains a gift to the world. I think I am the curse upon it. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And number five. Condoms! Flavoured condoms. I would just like to state that I do not want any any anecdotes of any kind. (laughs) Just a just a general answer would be great we didn't have flavor condoms in my day thank fuck you're all right just relax okay Okay, just breathe breathe but the idea of them the concept like i'm well aware of what they are darling i'm not i know but like gift or curse um i can't i think okay they're probably Okay, Jen, let's just get this out of the way. They're a curse, but there might be a slight little chink in that they, for, for, from a woman's point of view, they sort the men from the boys. If somebody's offering, um, okay, keep it classy. If somebody's um, suggesting the use of a flavoured condom, then you have there you have had a sorting process gone on there it's a boy pat him on the head and say oh yes that's lovely and walk away yeah and the other gift might be with any condom said person who is obviously you know still thinking he's invented sex and look at me oh my god I'm so sophisticated I've got such a a sophisticated sex life I'm using these flavoured condoms it also stops them in a Darwin award styley stop them from adding to the gene pool yeah so generally speaking curse because it's only a boy that would think oh these are a good idea I bet she's gonna love this uh no okay all right a real man would just not even contemplate it would just go over their head as a concept yeah. so um yeah no no and no, thrice no yeah it's a fair point though because if anyone offers you one of those you just know what kind of like maturity level they're at exactly it's a filter yeah. so don't see it as a do not see it as a flavored condom see it as a filter not for what you're thinking missy with your face on like that <laughs> Or um, wallpaper paste. (laughs) I just, sorry for the listeners, right? I'm looking at Faye and she's just like nonchalantly picked up her glass and is taking a swig of wine or whatever she's drinking. I just timed, right? Oh, okay. I just uh, timed it for when she just like thought, was thinking of how to round this off. And just her head was in another place. And I just went wallpaper paste, put that image in her head, and she nearly redecorated her room with, with my finger. I've redecorated my fucking laptop. Jesus Christ, Mum. Oh, do you know what, love? You're welcome. Oh, God. <clears throat> anyway, yes, they're a filter. Uh, oh. Man would not even go anywhere near it. If, um, if any every any male of the species suggests it, then you've you've got a boy on your hands. Walk Goodbye. away. Yeah. Walk away. 
just go bye. Bounded bye. bye. Bounded Thank bye. Thank you. Yes. Well, I think we'll round it off there. <laughs> My, uh, Oh. Hey, I tell you what, if your listeners, right, okay, they want me to do an agony aunt bit on a regular thing, or they would like more of Faye and her mum, or, now this is a good one, would like me to interview you and ask you some questions, then do let us know with one of your millennial style polls. <laughs> with other good polls. Do you have yeah, tomato yeah. sauce or brown sauce? Oh, hang on, I'll put a poll on Twitter. <laughs> Shall I have a shit or a wee? Oh, I think I'll just go put a poll on Twitter. Shall I have cheese on this? Oh, no, I don't think I will because it's bile and mould. I think I'll go with something different. Let's put a poll on Twitter. Right. If someone wants to hear me get interviewed by my own mother and there will no doubt come some extremely ridiculous <laughs> question, then, um, yeah, please don't let me know. <laughs> Hey, I'm keeping myself to myself. Nobody can get to me. Nobody can get to me and tell me how shit this podcast was because I was involved. Nobody can have a go at me and say, God, you need to wind your neck in. No. Or your opinion, your opinion was on religion or Gen Z or all the rest of it. We're cancelling you. But ah. again, their opinions. And to be honest, I think most of the people that, list, that know me and listen to my podcast will probably share your opinions. Hey, listen, so. if they've got the good, the decency to listen to my bump and love her as much as I do because they know she's a lovely lovely person and she's intelligent and beautiful and she's got great taste in music then they're going to be decent people let's be honest yes I did have a quick scan through your twitter and they look like a lovely bunch thank you for joining me it's been very nice it's been a pleasure, my love, and um, and let's hope we do it again. Let's hope the listening public want more. More hashtag death metal grandma. <laughs> yeah, okay, if I have to, if I have to. And uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs>